0: Welcome to T-Lokes, Tucson's local business podcast. I'm your host, L. Connor McGeverly, and in each episode, we embark on a journey to connect with the passionate minds behind the businesses and nonprofits that make our community thrive. Join me as I sit down with the owners, visionaries, and changemakers who pour their hearts into shaping the local landscape. We explore the challenges, triumphs, and unique journeys that define Tucson's business community. From the corner coffee shop to the innovative startups and impactful nonprofits, T Lokes is your window into the diverse stories that make our city special. Tune in and get ready to get connected. This is T Lokes. Howdy, folks. Welcome to T-Lokes, your Tucson local business podcast. I'm your host, L. Connor McGeverly, and here with me in the studio today is the owner of Behera Coaching, a life and relationship coach that specializes in IFS and mindfulness practices. It is my sincere pleasure to introduce the host of the Mindful Dating podcast and my mom, Dr. Yael Dubin. Hi, mom. How are you today?
1: I'm well, Connor. How are you doing? I'm doing all right.
0: Thank you for coming.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is so fun.
0: Good. I'm glad you like it. This is, this is my first interview. I probably shouldn't say that, but that's all right. So, uh, we're going to dive right in and we're going to talk about Behera coaching. So, uh, can you tell me and the listener, what is the mission of Behera coaching and what set you on this path?
1: Um, so, it's it's a really interesting question, and I think there are a few different elements to that mission. One thing I often think in my head is that the mission of Behira coaching is to repair the world one relationship at a time. Yes. Nice. Is you know, it's a that's like a nice saying. But the behira coaching has its name because the word behira um, comes from Hebrew mm-hmm. and I practice Musar, which is a Jewish spiritual growth tradition. Mm-hmm. And in that tradition, a behira is a choice point. Interesting. It's a choice point where you have to decide who you're going to be in the next moment, and your decision will change the world in that moment. It will make it better or it will make it worse. And it's a moment when you really have to think through your values and how you want to show up in the world. And I opened behira Coaching with the idea that we all find ourselves at choice points that are major and minor, where we have big decisions to make. And during those times, it's really helpful to have a guide. Absolutely. I wanted to be that guide for people. You know, you you um, asked about the mission, and I'm telling you how I came up with the name and how I have started to think about what I do. But this all emerges from a vision that I had about 10 or 15 years ago. Just before I started applying for graduate programs, I saw two pictures in a store in downtown Flagstaff, a really cute little um, independent clothing boutique called Rainbow's End. And both of the pictures were taken by someone who worked at Crystal Magic down the street. And she had been on a buying trip in Nepal or Tibet, one of those places, she took two pictures of one statue. And the statue was of Maitreya. So the first portrait is of the face of the statue. And Maitreya is a god of loving kindness. And then she took a picture of the mudra or hand pose of that same statue. And it was the mudra for dharmachandra, which means teaching the wheel of life. And in that moment, when I saw those pictures and I learned what they meant, I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to teach wisdom. I want to teach about the wheel of life. And I want to teach how it is anchored in loving kindness. And that set me on a path to go back to graduate school and ultimately to enter a doctoral program in theology, Along the way, I ended up converting to Judaism, as you know, but your listeners don't. I ended up converting to Judaism. So now I would call that teaching a Torah of chesed or loving kindness, teaching a Torah or the law, the the wisdom of loving kindness. And that has led me to be in Beherah because this is the impact I want to make in the world is I want to help people tap into their own divine source into what their highest purpose is and their own soul purpose, so they can live their best life ever. Because the more people on Earth living their best life ever, the better the planet's going to be.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, it's very clear that um, you know you you're very worldly. You're very um, very academically inclined and intelligent, and you have incredible qualifications. Uh, You know, you have a diverse range of experiences from psychiatry uh, to, like you said, earning a doctorate in theology. And so what do you think it is about your experiences that shaped your approach to coaching?
1: Um, that, so every experience I've ever had really weaves itself into my coaching business. So I don't know if you know this or not, but my first exit strategy from psychiatry was to try to be a life coach back in 2005 or six. Because as a psychiatrist, I knew a lot of what we would today call brain hacks, but I knew a lot of trip, tricks and tips to help you navigate your brain chemistry. And I used to teach all of my, all of my former patients all of these tricks and tips for the first four to six sessions that I was working with them so that they could someday get off medication. That was the goal. And I wanted to be a life coach so I could just get everybody in a room together and teach everyone.
0: Sorry, everybody. That is the studio dog, Dean.
1: (laughs) I love that you have a studio dog. Your studio is super comfortable, by the way. This is a great place for an interview.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, When we get a video aspect to this podcast, the listeners will see. But until now... Is just have to imagine such a comfortable, homey space.
1: It's such a great spot. Um, so, so I kind of bring all of that that I used to teach to my patients. I brought that into my very first coaching program. Coaching didn't work for me back then because I had um, a complete lack of any kind of business or marketing skill, but a super abundance of pride and couldn't ask for help with the things I didn't understand. So my business tanked. That's the short story. Um, so I didn't end up doing life coaching as my exit strategy, I ended up teaching in higher ed for a while. And at some point, I asked myself, uh, because I, I couldn't get the jobs I wanted because I didn't have a PhD. Even though I had an MD, mm-hmm. I couldn't get the jobs I wanted in a university because they were looking for someone with a PhD. So I knew I had to go back and get a PhD. And I thought to myself, if I had to go back, what would I get the PhD in? because I didn't think it would be psychology. I didn't want to study what was wrong with people anymore. I wanted to study how we could solve problems, not how we could just stop at identifying them. And that's when I saw those two pictures I talked about earlier. And I knew that what I wanted to study was something related to religion and theology, and something that would sort of tangle itself up a little bit with sustainability and gender issues. And that is what really launched me into getting a master's in sustainability, a master's in theological research, and then my doctorate in theology. And all of that comes into play. And I continue to study and learn and grow. And I, for example, just completed an internal family systems level one training over the summer, and I'm about to hop into a level two training, or I will be in the middle of it when this goes live, a level two training, um, intimacy from the inside out to work with couples. So my, my spiritual perspective really anchors everything I do. And I really do believe that everybody has inside of them access to something divine and holy, and that our purpose in life is to bring it forward into the world. And from an internal family systems perspective, that's known as self-energy. And that's the space where we're always connected to the divine, to the source of the universe, to Joanna, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. don't believe in God, your higher power, whatever, but we're all, we always have access to that. And I want to help people live from that place and relate from that place. And part of the reason that I ended up doing dating coaching and relationship coaching is a lot of our woundedness comes from relationships. We're in bad relationship. With each other, with ourselves, with the planet. And because that's how we get injured, that is often how we get repaired. Hmm. So all of that worldview comes into my coaching when I'm working with my clients. All of it plays a role.
0: Wow. <laughs> all I have to say is, wow.
1: <laughs> you didn't know your mom had so much going on, did you?
0: <laughs> well, I had an idea, <laughs> but to hear it – um. Wow, and I you know I think that's really uh interesting, and a thing that I kind of keep getting my mind you know snagged on is about the two pictures that you talked about mm-hmm. um and unfortunately, I can't remember the names, but the goddess of love being uh or rather sorry uh the way to teach about you know the cycle of life is to be rooted in love, and I think that that's that's really significant um mm-hmm. and I also think that's pretty powerful that you have both of this kind of scientific side, but also marry that with like the purpose and the love and kind of being your fullest self. So, you know, I think there's, there's this saying that, uh, what is it? It's, uh, if you can't love yourself, how do you expect to love anybody else? And I, I suppose I wonder, you know, you, from what I understand of your coaching, you have a lot of uh, practices where your clients look inside and they kind of find themselves um, working on those damaged parts and how they can heal it and what they need from a relationship. So, you know, I'm I'm interested because I also, you know, what, if, if I heard you correctly, uh, what you said is that, you know, in the ways that relationships also damage us, um, it is also through relationships and how we show up to them that mm. heals us. So I guess, um, to try to make it, uh, perhaps a more concise question, how, how do you communicate with your clients in a way to tell them that, you know, it is okay to be wounded? It is okay to see parts of yourself that maybe you don't like very much. And, you know, going back to that quote that I mentioned, you know, if you can't love yourself, but, I think, I think finding that whole love for yourself can be difficult for some people. And so I guess I'm curious in what your perspective is on in terms of um, finding those pieces inside of you that, um, that you allow to shine. And how do you, how do you think that showing up to relationships – can help you heal from the relationship itself,
1: ah, that's an excellent question. I love that. So really, what I work on with clients first for quite a while is tapping into self energy, which is in some cultures, they call it a soul within Jewish tradition, we talk about a neshama, and that is the place inside of us that's always creative, resourceful, and whole. It's the place from which we are always we're always connected divine energy flows through that space, it's what keeps us alive, we just lose touch with it. And that's what the wounding does. The wounding pinches us off or separates us from that flowing stream of divinity. And I help people first and foremost tap into that stream. That is the first thing that we do is anchor there. And there are many ways to reconnect with that. They can be easy, they can be more complicated. There are many, many ways to reconnect with self-energy and from there, we start to realize what the parts are, the pinched off parts, mm-hmm. the parts that carry the wounds, the parts that are defensive, the parts that are protective, the parts that manage our day-to-day life and manage our appearance for other people. And we just get those parts in better relationship with self-energy. And that is where the healing starts to begin. When you're in relationship, the thing to know is that when somebody's triggering you, mm-hmm. they have an action, but the trigger is yours. And so when you get triggered and when you have that sensitivity, that's a place that needs some healing. That's a place that needs self-energy to come relieve it of its burden. It's a place that needs that love from self-energy. And I work a lot with this quote from Rainer Maria Rilke, which I will butcher at this moment, but it's, perhaps all the dragons are merely princesses waiting to see you once be brave. And so those dragons, your inner dragons, those negative critical voices are actually vulnerable, tender parts that need self-energy to come nurture them. And mm-hmm. I just help clients reorient their perspective on them and develop different relationships internally. And you find those when you're in a relationship with someone else. Mm-hmm. They'll, those are called trailheads inside the IFS model. And your partner will be your tour mentor. <laughs> Um, they mentor you or teach you through the pain they inflict because they're going to get close enough to get into that woundedness a little bit. Right. The wound is yours. So when that happens, we have a trailhead. We just explore that trailhead, generate some self-energy and bring that self-energy to those wounded parts. And that um, it is actually such a delight to do that with a couple Mm -hmm. that is working on spiritual growth together. It's just, it's such a beautiful thing to be a part of.
0: Yeah, and you know that uh, I think that's a perfect segue to my next question for you, which is, uh, you know, what was a significant milestone or a moment where you felt like, oh yeah, this is all coming together?
1: So yeah, I had I think I had one really big one when I was in my coaching training program. I went to Mindfulness Coaching School where I currently teach. I teach somatic coaching and I teach Coaching Today's Leaders, which is a leadership class. And when I was a student there, I realized that I had never really been a good therapist, but I had always been an excellent coach. That I don't see, I never did see my patients as flawed or needy or broken. I see people as already inherently creative, resourceful, and whole. And they just need a little bit of coaching from the sidelines to find that within themselves. And then that's really what I've been doing this whole time, is coaching. So it was in that in that training program that I I had like a light bulb moment of, oh, this is just what I've always done. And I think I have little mini versions of that every time a session goes well. I have a, you know, a particular couple in mind when I work with them, I feel like, ah, this is what I was born for. Um, When I do my mindful dating group and we have particularly rich, wonderful sessions and the women are super supportive of one another and you can see the growth happening in that room and you can see the support and all of the self energy in that space. I think, oh, this is what I was born for. This is all coming together. This is like everything I've ever picked up along the way has allowed me to create this moment and be part of this moment. So th- those are, I mean, it, I would love to have one Eureka moment, but I love, I get like millions of them.
0: Well, wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> that's great. The more, the better. And, um, you know, I guess I have another question is, you know, what, you know, it's very clear that you have this um, mindfulness, this kind of self-love and this spiritual perspective to reach inside and help people, um, you know, connect better with their partners or potential partners. And um, I guess I just want to know from, from you, you know, what what do you think it is about your approach that is different from other relationship coaches that you have run into?
1: Um, I think first and foremost, what is different is maybe maybe less great or glamorous, but I really never promise that the relationship will work. I know, I, we're not even really working on the relationship. The reason people are struggling in relationship is because they have this woundedness and they're leading with their wounded part. So what we really do is work on each member of the couple becoming more self-led. So it's never about, oh, what I need you to do differently. It's always about, oh, what in me is wounded that this is pressing into? And how can I tend it? So it's a little bit different. It's a slightly different perspective. And for some, it's not the thing for some people. Some people are really afraid of losing their partner. And to be honest, that fear will end up causing the exact thing that you fear. You'll end up losing your partner because you'll lose yourself in the process. It's when you're bold enough to say, my journey is mine. And I'm going to journey alongside my partner as long as we can, mm-hmm. that you're going to end up with an amazing partnership. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's that's powerful. That's interesting. Um, so, you know, I guess for, you know, our listeners out there who are curious, um, you know, to learn more about you or to, to get a better understanding um, if, you know, you and them would be a good fit, I guess how... What are some signs for a client or a listener here that maybe they should talk to you?
1: If they're feeling frustrated, stagnant, or dissatisfied in any area of their lives, I help people with a lot of professional issues as well. So professional relationships, if they're single and don't want to be, and when they look out at the world, they think it's the world and not them. Mm-hmm. But they're starting to wonder if maybe it is them and there's something they could do to change it. Right. That's the sign. So there are circumstances around you that sort of mirror reflect back all the things that are actually inside of you. And when you're ready to do that deep dive work and you're ready to take responsibility and do the growth, definitely worth talking with me at the very least. So feeling dissatisfied and ready to do some work to, to change it.
0: Fantastic. And so let's say we have a listener right now who feels that way and they're like, I gotta get in contact with Dr. Dubin. Um, you know, what is a where's a place that people can go to learn more about Bahira coaching and hear more of your insights?
1: Um, dot com and that's B-E-C-H I R A Bahira. Um, that's a great place. The mindful dating podcast. I share a lot of my thoughts. It's a wonderful podcast. If I do say so myself, I have a great podcast producer. Um, <laughs> and from what I hear from my clients and people on my newsletter list, it's pretty solid content.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. And as your podcast producer, I would say it is definitely solid content. <laughs> 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 Not that I'm biased. Um Great. And also, uh, listener, just so you know, the links to get in contact with Dr. Dubin, we have the website link, we have her podcast links, and also a LinkedIn uh, link, all in the episode notes. So if you want to get in contact with her, check out the episode notes and and don't hesitate to reach out.
1: I will also pop a link for a freebie in there so that people can just get like a free sample.
0: Hey, guys, T-Lokes exclusive. T-Lokes exclusive. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, So thank you so much for being here today, mom, and talking about your business. Um, For the listener out there who wants to get maybe a little bit more involved, do you have any events coming up or seminars, workshops?
1: Inside my sold-out community hub, and that's S-O-U-L-E-D, shouldn't be any surprise. Um, Inside my sold-out community hub, I have a bonus training every month membership is only $14.97 and there's a bonus training and every week there are Q&A so people can submit questions and get their very own questions answered. Wow.
0: Awesome. Well, you heard it, folks. Uh, Check out those links, get in contact with Dr. Dubin, um, find ways to connect with yourself and really lead from your loving parts. Uh, so thank you again so much for being here today, Mom, and taking the time to be on this podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. Take care, y'all. And that's a wrap for another episode of T-Lokes, your go-to podcast for uncovering the untold stories of Tucson's local businesses and nonprofits. A big thank you to our incredible listeners for joining us on this journey of connection and discovery. I want to extend my deepest gratitude for our recent guest, Yael Dubin at Behera Coaching, for sharing their passion, wisdom, and unique insights. Show them some love and check out their links in the episode notes. A huge thank you to Louis Sanders at Soundhouse Publishing for making our unforgettable podcast theme music. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay connected with Tucson's vibrant business scene, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback is invaluable and it helps us continue bringing you engaging conversations. As we wrap up, remember that T-Lokes isn't just a podcast, it's a community. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or our Discord channel and share your thoughts, suggestions, or even recommend a local business or nonprofit you'd like to see featured on the show. Thank you once again for being a part of the T-Lokes community. Until next time, stay connected, stay inspired, and keep supporting the heartbeat of Tucson. Toodaloo.